Blog Talk Radio. I could hold my breath. Yeah. Hello, everybody, and <laughs> welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am RU Screening Zone Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week we are doing uh, Seven Psychopaths. Right. So um, we should say, actually, if you happen to be tuning in now, just because of what weekend it is, we have already done Argo. So right. if you missed that one uh go right back to our last one and we have already covered Argo so check that one yeah. out which oddly enough so far anyway still is not beating Taken 2 I was pretty surprised by that I'm a little surprised by that I thought Argo was going to yeah. be humongous maybe it'll be this kind of film that just picks up word of mouth steam people will actually go see it and yeah I don't know I mean it did okay I think but uh Taken 2 has is Edging it right now. Anyway. <laughs> I, keep, I keep wanting it's, to call it, it electric boogaloo. I don't care. It's just, it's just this. It's uh, you know, you never know until like Monday, really. But the, right. that's the reports coming in so far. Is that it's? Uh, I don't even think it's like all that close. Taken two is no. is storming. It, you theaters. know, and maybe that's just the mood that everybody's in. They want to go see an action film, that, even though Argo is could be, suspenseful. Yeah. It just doesn't look like it. It looks like you know a bunch of people talking. Well, politics. yeah, and it's not it's not actiony. So right. I mean, it's, it's not. You know, whatever. It's not anywhere in the same kind of genre right. as Taken Two. So right. yeah, if you're going to the one, it's it's yeah. a very different thing. Before we jump into uh, Seven Psychopaths, I have to say again, we still have a contest running, and you still have until November first. That contest is connected to our uh, podcast of Dread, which right. we've decided we refuse to call Dread 3D <laughs> anymore. Um, so you have to go back, listen to that podcast. It involves leaving us a rating on iTunes. Yep. Uh, so please, if you're listening, share you know with your friends any way you can. But also you know subscribe in iTunes, leave us a rating and review in iTunes, and hopefully uh, a good one. But that contest, yeah, actually, if I we're mean, doing I, bad. That's okay. Uh, right, just it, a rating's a rating. Really, if uh, <laughs> you know if you rate us one star then you know whatever i mean right. as long as there has, there has to be like a review yeah we'll read your name out loud but right. still um but and so that contest is once again the blu-ray edition of the four movie anthology right. of the terminator series all the terminator movies in one pack all the blu-rays and it's actually really a cool set it's it's, it's weird it's, too it's, it's only a, it's, it's halfway over right you're only are you doing it through november or to november i actually forget to november november so first. two more weeks right it's, so and it's weird that it's and, halfway through october and now. it is uh only 30 possible entries right so it's too. not like uh you know some things you enter online, right? There's thousands right. of entries or God knows what, but there's only going to be 30. Is When we get to 30, we stop and we pick a winner. So we've got that, so check that out. And, um, you know, now that it's it, it hasn't been that long, so I don't know that we have anything else. I haven't gotten any no. emails about Argo or anything. It's just been a couple or, of days, yeah. I wonder if right. – did we – well, we can figure out the listens because it only has been a couple of days since we even did that show. Right, so. right. Um, uh, so anyway, yeah, check out the Argo review. So um, I think we just jump in. We don't have – we usually maybe have some more stuff to babble about with, with, the, with the stuff. But, yeah, we just did Argo. So yeah. So uh, Seven Psychopaths, um, um, that is a hard movie to jump into, was, actually. Yeah. Well, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll do the synopsis of it, which is, you know, it's a dark comedy about a, a guy who's a, a screenwriter and a – Playwright, well, a screenwriter, Colin Farrell, right? Is, uh, Colin is, Farrell, yeah, he's some sort of screenwriter. His name's Martin. I remember that because yeah. this is kind of like supposed to be like the in Bruges kind of like, uh, right? It's same fake autobiography kind of thing, right? The, the writer's same, name, same writer, same writer, same writer and director as as that movie, and and, and he gets involved. Um, he's friends with one person who's working with another person as a dog napper in a kind of get rich quick scheme where they, they kidnap dogs and return them for the rewards. And they accidentally kidnap the wrong dog of a very big gangster. And then, um, hilarity and bloodshed ensue. Right. So that's a quick, that's a great one. That's right. A, that's the cliff notes version. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> Colin Farrell, excuse me. Colin Farrell is, uh, the writer, his, uh, you know, 
best friend, oddest yep. friend, really? whatever it is, yeah. is uh, Sam Rockwell, right. who is you know a little a little wacky at the best of times, right? right. He's kind yeah. of a he's kind of a nutty character anyway, but he works with Christopher Walken as you know that's that's their racket. Right. They they go to all of these <laughs> dog parks or whatever. Like and, part, yeah. And uh yeah, they just I don't I don't even know how you pick exactly or you size people up or something. I don't know. But they steal people's dogs yeah. so that they can wait until there's a reward and return them for the reward. That's their whole that's that's, that's their the great big, business, right? Yeah. So um as we start getting a little bit uh into the movie, we've we find out that the screenplay that he's writing, he's writing a screenplay he wants to call Seven Psychopaths. Right. And it's, he's got a very strange idea of what he's trying to do with it because it's about psychopaths and surely there has to be some action and some something going on. Right. But that's not really ultimately the movie he wants to make. He wants it still yeah. to somehow be about love and the human right. condition. Right. And, and it, you know, the, he wants this whole... <laughs> Very strange, like twist to it around the middle, where all of a sudden it's just a very, right. I, I don't know, kind of happy thing he's trying to get you to eventually. Yeah. Except that he's telling the story through seven psychopaths. Right. And at one point, one of the best parts I thought in the movie, it's actually, um, we can kind of a little bit kick off, I guess, um, with I liked it a little bit more than you. Yes. Um, but neither of us like hated it. Neither of us no. loved it. Incredible, right. anything like that. But th- there is a lot of fun stuff in it, yeah. for sure. Whether you end up ultimately loving the movie or hating the movie, there's a lot of fun going on. There are there are probably more parts in this movie than in any other movie this year or since we've been doing this. Where I was just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I just like, wow! Right. Like, I mean, so they, they did way. that. Went, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was. Right. Which that just in itself is, you know, for people like us especially right. who who have to sit through every, films. you know, kind of like cookie cutter script right. and right. you know this is the path that all movies must follow and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a very refreshing. Yeah, easier to sit through movie than yep. a lot of things. Just for that alone, the right. fact that you went, wow, I didn't think they would actually do that. And like what we talked about earlier when we walked out. Um, you know, th- sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Right. And I thought it worked more often than not. It was just every once in a while when it didn't work, it was really kind of it, it, it was very it was strange. Really, it was almost right. cringeworthy, like, oh, really? And, and, you know, that's, I think... But it's gutsy. I think that's like the trap of trying to have a screenplay like this where it's really like kind of the whole point and it's this whole, you know, meta thing where it's, right. he's trying to make it his point as he's writing the screenplay that we're watching the story of him writing. Right. And it's also the movie's, you know, point is to, is to just go different ways than, yeah. you know, he's writing a movie and it's like, it's crazy that he wants it to have this, you know, very different shift in the middle of the movie. Yep. And even, you know, it's like, there are many, many parts where Sam Rockwell's character, who's his friend, who wants to help him write the screenplay. That's yeah. like a big thing. Yeah. Like, um, there are many parts where he's like, what? Yeah, no, right. that's not what happens you have in this have movie. Right? Yeah. Here and the bad guy there's, and, the, yeah. there's the big final showdown yeah. and there's lots of he's guns awesome. blazing and everything, right? And it's what he wants to do is a little crazy to do because that's just not how movies work and that's kind right. of what we get in the real movie too right. is there are lots of places where all of a sudden you're you're going you're at least surprised because that's just not how it's supposed to work. I mean that's not how things are supposed to go. Right. So um I I loved that fact alone, but like the trap I was saying about having a movie like that is that sometimes it comes kind of across as though it you know you're just being odd for the sake of being right. odd. Right, and then it just doesn't really. Does that really connect with the story and how it goes and everything? Sometimes it's really cool, like especially you know the very beginning of the movie. Yeah, is just 
you know, if you were in film class right. and you said, this is how I'm going to start my movie, right? You know, fail. Like, you right. can't start a movie like that. like that. <laughs> you can't yeah. spend a couple of minutes, like, introducing us to these characters. I mean, the, the very first thing that happens is we watch a couple of guys get killed. Right. There are these two guys, uh, you know, I don't know, they're like standing on a bridge or yeah, we, like we don't overpass. get a real pullback from this spot. I don't know exactly right. what it is, but it's some kind of overpass where, you know, people are walking. And there's these two, you know, mob guys yeah. or gangster guys or, you know, they're whatever they are, um, that are waiting at this spot in order to kill a woman. Yeah. And we're listening to, like, all their dialogue and how things work and how they, you know, think people are crazy. And they're going through, like, a weird whole thing about people shooting people in the eye yeah. and stuff, and which actually <laughs> comes to a point – Yep. There's a point to that story, but at first we're just kind of rambling about right. it. But we have, you know, for people who are going to go down, we have a lot of talking to these people. And as I said when we were watching it, it's kind of a weird Boardwalk Empire moment right. because they are both uh, – the one guy is the guy who plays uh, Jimmy Doherty, Domity, I forget his name in Boardwalk Empire. And I don't know his real name, but we've right. got we've got two of the people <laughs> from guy. from Boardwalk Empire right. who are these two people, and they're the only people that we're talking to. And I'm like, wow, that's a that's a very <laughs> funny moment. That's though. a strange right. yeah, reunion of Boardwalk Empire. People. Yeah, but but the whole thing, and then bam, they're gone. Right. And that is just like you can't do that. That's just you've done it wrong. You right. can't make movies like that where you spend a whole lot of time. Yeah. It's the first thing you see. It'd be one thing if maybe. Later on, we met some people, right. and we were going to whack them. But to start oh, your movie God. off that way, it, it's very strange, and it's very cool the way it happens to it. And it, it lets you know what, 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 you're, what, what you're, what in, you're for, in for, right? for is, is something very minutes. weird, right? right. And, and I, I just thought that was great. But there is this sort of it, – it's not 100%, and, yeah. and when it goes wrong, it can kind of throw things off a little bit. And sometimes it's really bad. Sometimes it's not that bad, but you just kind of go, eh, you know, you're just being weird for the sake of being weird is almost like, you know, parts in horror movies where it's like just gory, just to right. throw more gore. It or just something. feels like you're trying too hard. You don't have right. a good idea. The, there is. And, and this is so weird because when you compare this with in Bruges, however, yeah. exactly, you're going to pronounce that movie. When you compare it with that, I feel like how did that happen right because in that movie man that movie was great yeah i thought anyway um you know we haven't done that movie but right. uh, so I, I don't know exactly where you are but i thought that movie was great and i thought that movie had um you know kind of perfected that it was like trying exactly the right amount it almost yeah. at times felt like it wasn't you almost wanted to get to where you you would say it wasn't trying hard enough, but in a good way. Right. I mean, and then to come to your next movie and you have all this stuff. I mean, it's a crazy movie, so there's obviously going to be crazy stuff happening. Yeah. But sometimes it came together so well, and and sometimes you it, it was just a little odd there. And um, there are a lot of parts with Woody Harrelson, yeah. who is Woody Harrelson is. It's his dog. He, He's the crime boss. He is Charlie. the guy who's, you know, when you steal the wrong guy's dog and he's the wrong guy to steal right. the dog. Even among crazy right. mafia, gangster, whatever, you know, crime boss people. Yeah. Even among psychopathic crime boss people, he's really the wrong guy to steal his dog. <laughs> he loves it. Yeah, he's not like loves his dog. He, he really will do anything for his dog. Goofy for his dog right. in a way that, you know, nobody else right. could ever imagine. And the lengths he's willing to go to, yeah. you know, you would think that you would think that they stole like $10 million from right. him or, or right. God knows what, but, right. uh, but he is like all, <laughs> he is like all out going to get yeah. his dog back yeah. no matter what it takes, right. which is a little weird. But there were some parts where he was in the movie that I thought were actually really good. And mm -hmm. I actually like him a lot more than probably the general consensus of, of opinion on him. But I've really liked him in a lot he's of stuff. Awesome. And um there are parts where he's really good. There are parts where it's he is a little almost hard to watch. He's like so crazy. 
But then a few minutes later, it'll mm-hmm. get kind of like reined right back in, and you're and you're in love with his character again. Right. And he's really he's really right. cool, <laughs> crazy character. I thought the yeah, and, and, and he's got a hard character to pull he off. He does. It, it just the first scene of him is the worst one. I thought. You know, when he's just found out his dog's gone. And then pretty much, like, right. everything after, I thought every time he was on the screen, I was totally into it. Yeah. It was weird. He started off kind of backwards, but... Um, there w- there was a time, you know, that the scene when, it, you know, we're going to probably spoil a lot of this movie because I don't know how you can even talk about anything either. without spoiling stuff. But uh, Christopher Walken's wife mm-hmm. is in the hospital after some surgery to try and get rid of her cancer or, you know, whatever exactly it is, we're not sure, but she's in a bad way in the hospital and Christopher Walken goes to visit her and they Mm -hmm. are, they are uh, some special kind of madly in love that's like delivered very well just in how they act with each other. Um, You know, their exact coupleness is often a very tricky thing to sell in a movie too and they and they do a really good job because you know they're they're very normal mm-hmm. people and they really convince that you know they're in love and have been for a really long time right and, and i don't know that's uh, that often plays really wrong and and they did a good job yeah. but so he's he, he's got his wife is in the hospital and eventually there's a scene where Woody Harrelson figures out that Christopher Walken, even though he doesn't know Christopher Walken like by face or whatever, but right. he know he finds some information about the wife and goes there to try and wait for get the answers wait from for Walken. Him to show up. Yeah. And in that one scene, I think there are times when it's really great and yeah. there are times when it's really a little screwy. Mm-hmm. And and it's all like Woody Harrelson and not even so much stuff that's his fault, but the way that the scene is supposed to right. be delivered. Right. At times, I thought it was awesome. All in mm-hmm. this one very long scene. I mean, for a, yeah. for a movie like this, this whole part where they're in the room was actually a really long time, and there were parts of it that I thought were were great, and there were parts where I thought it was it trying too hard, getting a little yeah. weird. You know, we don't we know he's crazy. We get it. I mean. <laughs> We've already at this point seen him do plenty of stuff. Right. We're sold on his craziness yeah. and, yeah. and his, you know, dog fixation. Right. And yet it's like <laughs> it's like they're still trying to sell it over and right. over to us and we don't need it anymore. Right. We just need we just need in that scene all the, the good parts, right. you know, where we could just leave off on some of the other things. Yeah. So um you know, going back a little bit in in this one, um I think it's really weird. Now, now it's almost like I just want to spoil everything because because yeah. there's so many things to talk about. But um, and you always say I want to spoil stuff. I'm I'm reserved I, about it. I know, but it's it's hard to know. It's hard to talk it, about. It's it because, hard to know where to go with right. this one. And and there's well, there's so there's many a lot of things to talk movie, about. Right? right? There's so many. It's almost like you feel like you're spoiling something, but you're not. You're actually talking about something that I don't know was only 30 minutes into the movie. Right. You know, it's really not a big spoiler, but it's hard. Right. And you know, the other, the other like huge win for me in this movie, which if you've got like the main people, um, Colin Farrell was good. Mm -hmm. Sam Rockwell was good, but I don't think absolutely like the best I've seen him, but to do this crazy character, he's got, he did a really good job. Yeah. This isn't his best role, and, but yeah, he's you know, Christopher good. Walken was really good. Mm-hmm. And we have to get like all these psychopaths, right? There's like right. seven psychopaths. Right. And it's funny because, you know, the people who get whacked at the beginning and then it's you know, like psychopath number one. Right. right. Yeah. And which there's twistiness to that later on yeah. too, which is cool. But um under the, kind of this weird ruse of helping Colin Farrell with <laughs> trying to get his story written. He takes out an ad in the paper or in some paper. Right, variety. Like calling for psychopaths. Right. Like, right. Are, like, That's awesome. Because now Colin Farrell has – he's committed to this seven psychopaths for whatever reason, but right. he's only really like got two. Right. He's got like two psychopath in, yeah. stories. And he's in love with the title, so he's not going to let it go. Right. So he, he's he got his blank piece of paper with like the names <laughs> yeah. of psychopaths, right? <laughs> And uh, and this original 
killer, this thing that first happens, like he throws Jack Diamond cards on these people that he just killed, so then it ends up in the paper. Right. So um, then, so then he sees the Jack Diamond's killer or something, and it turns out that he is a serial killer who only kills other killers. Uh, some strange story, you know, mid to high level ranked, right. <laughs> ranked people in the mob right. or whatever. Right. <laughs> so then he thinks that's cool because here's a killer who just goes around killing other bad people. And so that's interesting, whatever. Then he's got his story that we keep hearing through, throughout about the, the Amish killer. The Quaker or, guy. The Quaker the killer. The Quaker killer, right. Which – had various names. Right. He started <laughs> At one point, one he way. was the Amish killer that he crossed it out. <laughs> yeah. And it was the Quaker killer. So he, yep. Colin Farrell tells this story about that guy. So he's another psychopath. Yep. Which is actually a very interesting story. And it was more interesting before we got to the end, right. I thought. It, it was, a, it was right. a cooler story before we overly connected it yeah. to everything else. <clears throat> but anyway, so he – so. Um, we need more of these stories about psychopaths. Psychopath. So, so Sam Rockwell's character takes out an ad, and it's like, "Are you crazy? You right. know, come tell me your story. Call this number or right. something like that. We'll put you in the movie." Exactly you know, right. Basically. So they're making a movie, and it's a screenplay, and it says all that in this little ad, and yeah. you know, maybe we'll use your story <laughs> yeah. in the making of our movie, and and so then they. I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened, but they're kind of like fighting, walking back to Sam Rockwell's house. Right. Uh, he and Colin Farrell are going back and forth at each other, and and then all of a sudden there's Tom Waits, right, who's awesome, standing outside yeah. outside the house holding his rabbit. Yeah. And and how awesome was Tom Waits? He was, in he this was movie? awesome. He was, he was really cool. really good. He was very cool. So then it turns out that Tom Waits has. Another psychopath story. So, he's a psychopath. So he's a big psychopath. Well, but he's actually not quite as big a psychopath no. as it turns out that his story involves his wife, right? And who's the high uh, who, priestess of those, all psychopaths? Those two become like you know psychopaths right. five and six or right. you know whatever, whatever numbers. And uh, and it turns out that his wife is such a psychopath right. that he can't even hang with her anymore. Right. They get to a certain point where he's they're getting a little older or yep. something in the scene we see that on they're not young people anymore. Right. And but they've been kind of doing their psychopath thing for a while. Right. They've got their own shtick of of being psychopath killing psychopath killers, right. yeah. And they eventually get to the point where they're a little older where She's really serious. Yeah, yeah. And he finally decides, <laughs> maybe I'm not quite so psychopath <laughs> right. as I thought I was. And then they break up. She and, breaks and up with him. And, and it's very sad and oddly it, – it's a very odd moment, that end – Yeah. Th that one end where, like, she gives him back the ring. Yeah. But I think that is – you know, if this movie is trying to do something, I guess, or or <laughs> – tell you something or have its little play on life, right? right. With, um, I mean, it kind of all comes together for me, any kind of hope of anything from that side of things. It's all uh, Tom Waits and his wife and how we're supposed to look at that yeah. and how we're supposed to somehow get, you know, it, the touching moment right. of that scene, despite who these people are. Yeah. And and then eventually at the end you get the uh, the Vietnamese right, psychopath. psychopath, and once that finally comes together, then then there's sort of maybe the, maybe it's trying to make you think things, right. and not just be this crazy, wild, funny story. Which is about what psychopath. Which is what Colin Farrell's character Martin wants you to do all along, right? Because this is like which is what he wants to write. Again, this is a meta film, which is very self-aware of itself, very self-referential, both in the genre, but it, they never break the fourth wall. Like no one ever really looks at us as the audience and winks right. or, or talks to us. Not in that regard. But, but you are, almost expect it to happen. Right. It's like right. that close. I'll tell you, and this is this is not necessarily like. The limited perspective, it, it just happens to be that there are two African women, African-American women in this film. And we get this story um, 
uh, Hans, which is Christopher Walken, his wife is a black woman. Right. And she's in the cancer ward. And we get this story about Zachariah, who's Tom Waits. And he's um, he's rescued, and then later, as you started, as you were saying, he's married to this psychopath, and together they're doing all their psychopathic things. And she's a black woman, and this is a flashback story, and this is happening while um, Woody Harrelson is at the hospital talking to the wife, waiting for Christopher Walken to show up. Right. And I thought for sure, I was positive that what we were going to find out was. At the end of Tom Waits' story, when the woman leaves him and that she goes was, off on her own, that, that it was going to be his wife and that she would get Woody Harrelson. That basically, Woody had walked into the lion's den and right. didn't even know it. Right. Now, it's not, you know, this is a very easy thing to cry out and be like, oh, you're so racist. Why would you think which, one black which person would have another? Been, which would have been kind of cool. But uh, technically, there's only, like, there's only like four women in the film and two of them happen to be black. And one in a, in a flashback is younger. And I thought, well, that would be awesome if right. it just turns out she's also given up the psychopath. Not, that was not way only ahead that, of this but, movie. Not only that, but that is kind of the way that this movie works. And it was how works. it felt. The, yeah, it's the it, way this movie yeah. works is that it it turns out that all of these things are all to be kind connected. of weird related, right. right? And I thought for sure this was about to happen, and when it didn't, I wasn't disappointed. Sometimes when I'm watching a movie, I think ahead of the movie right. anyway, so that's that's my own thing. But I wished it had kind of gone uh, that way a I little. Know, it could have been that, um, that could have been cool, and then but it turns out that she has it, her own. Uh, yep, earlier story that, right. that we get yep. later too. So she's not actually available to be there right. at that time. Right. But but that that would have been cool. But that is really uh, kind of the feeling that you get watching this movie. Even when you get, you don't have to get all the. It's not one of those movies where you get to the end. You know, like right. like <clears throat> what's that? You know, the Christmas movie. What's that? The you know all those hol- all those holiday movies. No, no, like um, God, what Love Actually. Oh, you right. know there there, there are all those movies, and then down. it's like right at the end, all of a sudden, you know, shebang. Every Everybody's we find out everybody knew everybody. Yeah. We thought we were watching all these different Separate stories, stories yeah. right? And then it turns out that every they all right. are related or live in the same house or God knows <laughs> yeah. what, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's not, it doesn't work like that in this movie because it's not all at the end. It's right. not like we're watching all this stuff happen and then it's all at the end. We get all these connections all the way Very along. Early, yeah. So when you get to a point like that with that, it you know, that seems like it very well could happen because that's the sort of stuff you're right. already watching right. is all of these people meshing together somehow yeah. anyway. And all of the different stories about the one psychopath or, you know, Christopher Walken and and it turns out that uh Sam Rockwell's character has more connection to Woody Harrelson than we thought. Right. And you know, so it's all like coming together. Right. So it, it it does kind of play out that you might have that feeling. We should take just a second here, just in case there are live people. You know, you right. you are more than welcome to call in and chat with us if you happen to have seen Seven Psychopaths or uh, if you've seen Argo, right? Uh, and did not quite get what, what did we do that like Tuesday or Wednesday or I think it was, think it was Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, yeah, but. Since Argo is you know still right there, if anyone wanted to call Absolutely. in or, or the chat just, room is open, people will have just seen it maybe this weekend. Exactly, so it's brand new to them, and they want to go over something. Right. So there's still time if anyone wants to call in, and yeah. you know Argo would be a good movie for that too. I don't know about yeah. Seven Psychopaths because it, yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. But we'd love to hear if somebody Absolutely. loved it or hated yeah. it or or anything like that. Right. Um. So getting back into the movie, I think um. One thing that I wanted to really be sure to talk about because you know we'll just we'll slide over we'll, it. We'll just ramble on yeah. forever. Is um, the whole the whole thing when you get far enough? I thought with, that was the chess clock. I thought you were really going. It is a chess clock. Well, we'll it's just it that down. it was there the whole I'll time. Jump, I'll jump right. in. You haven't you Perry. haven't been talking right. enough. I'm going to let you get today. to your thing and then I'll jump in. Uh, the right. only thing that I wanted to make sure that that we talked about was, <laughs> was Christopher Walken. And you know now we're all spoilery and everything, but I think right. we've kind of given it away anyway. I think a- anyone would know, right, that right. Uh, Christopher Walken's wife is going to die. All right. Yeah. Um. And and that's. You know that in the scene too. You just well, right. I mean, as soon as he goes there, you know that's going to happen. Yeah. And I think you know Christopher Walken was maybe not in so much of the movie. Yeah. So as soon as that happens, then you know he is like majorly after them right. at that point, right? Right. And so they take off, 
and they and I, they have no plan. I don't know. Right. They're just yeah. they're just gonna go and they sit in the desert. <laughs> but as soon as as soon as his wife died, everything about Christopher Walken for the rest of the movie was incredible. Yeah. Every everything else that he did and the character that he was yep. giving you for the whole rest of the time, even just even just the fact that he kept walking past his wife's room right, right then, right, and you know took one look at that guy and knew that he better yeah. go pretend to be someone else, right, and then he goes back with his wife, and then he goes and sits down in front of him. That was one of the best moments when he's just looking at him, and Woody Harrelson's yeah. like, "You looking at something?" He goes, "No." And then, and everything after that, man, Christopher Walken yeah. was like. Probably the best I've ever seen him. You think you think it's a given. Like I had talked to you originally when we stepped out of the theater. And and to be fair, because we say this, or maybe I, I should qualify that. I say this a bunch because when we go to the film and we saw this to get it out of the way also, we didn't see this yesterday. We saw it Friday night. Right. Um, when we go to the film, no, know, wait, no, no we, wait, we, we saw, saw this yesterday. We saw it yesterday. Oh, yeah. Man, that, that's been the longest this day. This weekend is crazy. It has been. This has been the longest day anyway, so I'm thinking clearly more hours. But usually when we walk out, we don't just part and go our separate ways. We'll just right. shoot the breeze for a little bit, and often we talk about the film. Right. Not that we ruin what we're going to do here. Not that you're getting like a non-instant reaction, but it's still, you know, we like it. We didn't. We just want to talk about it for a few minutes. Um when we walked out of that, one of the things that I had told you I felt um, was that I didn't necessarily get the movie that the, the trailer presented to me. And, right. and I'm saying that by way of saying if you have a film called Seven Psychopaths and you have Christopher Walken in it, you pretty much assume that he's going to be just you're taking him off the leash and you're going to let him be the most amazingly guy, you know, the right. amazingly psychopathic guy because he's – built this reputation gonna, as being a crazy yeah, guy. Or he's going to be like from King of New York a guy, or something. Okay, right, a guy who can just go crazy. And the fact is, he is so subtle in all the things that he does. And he, though he's present in the film up to that part, he's really just kind of like circular, you know, like in the yeah. in the pool of he's things. He's just the and, other guy in the and picture. And waiting right. for this moment to catapult him into a, a recognition status. And when his wife dies, you're right, that's the moment the switch just flips. And it's not, again, he doesn't become this psychopathic, over-the-top no, guy. No, no, yeah. He just becomes so powerful in his restraint. And in a in a huge way, he's like the human validator for this whole film. Like he he brings the tenderness in the scenes with his wife when she's alive and the and the incredibly touching moment when he finds her dead. Right. And the just when he smiles, when he smiles at Woody, Woody Harrelson after he's left his dead wife and he's looking at her and Woody is kind of like looking back at him trying to figure out like why are you looking at me you know crazy old man and the look on his face when he's baring his teeth. He's smiling in a way because Woody Harrelson's smiling at him, but it has a different feel. You, I looked at that, and I was like, he's so close to just leaning over and ripping his throat out with right. his teeth. He's so mad at this point. Right. But and, and he, he delivers back, that so well. And he pulls back, just like the scenes he does um, when they're in the desert. There are all these moments that are catered to him. And just seeing – if they took one shot and they got it right, you know, if the dailies just had one take, I would be – Totally, 100% believable. But I got to think he must have tried three or four different things in different ways. And I would love to see those right. different scenes because of the way he just kind of reconciles all the stories that are happening to everybody, tries to ground everybody, tries to stay himself, be himself. And it's just this really cool flux of all these things that remind you, Walken is an incredible friggin' actor. Right. Like he doesn't just have to be – this Al Pacino screaming his lines delivery kind of guy. Um, so it was really cool to see him be that, that force in this film, as opposed to a film called seven psychopaths. As, as with opposed Christopher to what Walken, you, what you figure you, you think, might get from him. Yeah. You think maybe he's going to be the guy playing Woody Harrelson, you know, right. maybe he's going to be the chief bad guy and he's the psycho of the psychos. Right. Not at all. So that was a really cool, refreshing take on him. Right. Um, and e even, you know, that part where he sits down with Woody Harrelson and, it, you know, neither one of them does very much and right. they both do it so amazingly. Yeah. And it, that is really that scene right there when he sits down and the, up to where they get the point where he takes off the cravat, you yeah. know, he's like, what's that? It's yeah. a cravat, you know, whatever. Yeah. 
But all of their looking at each other, you know, he looks at Woody Harrelson and in a in such a believable way that yeah. delivers like so much, and it's all like it's very like Machiavellian. You right. Know? It's like you can't take away everything from someone. Right. Then. Right. Then. Then it's got, over. Yeah. Right? Then it's all done. And and he gives you like so much of that, and even like Woody Harrelson, who doesn't really do anything except that somebody weird at a hospital sits down in front of him, right? <laughs> right. And yet he does that exactly how his character yeah, would absolutely. in such a good way. Yeah. <laughs> that it's almost like bizarre to right. see something like come through that well. Yeah, I agree. In a world <laughs> where, you know, you would hardly get such a good sell of something right. like that in like any movie. Yeah. I mean that. All those things, right? And and also some of the parts where they're out. Um, once they get out in the desert, then all of a sudden they're in a tent, and yeah. nobody know they don't know what the <laughs> hell they're going to do. And all right. they know is that there's a there is really a psychopath, right? And and we've gotten to the point where now we know that really he will do anything right. to get this to get friggin' this dog, dog. <laughs> and we don't know what the hell to do now. And right. we've got Colin Farrell, who's like a screenwriter, yeah, going. What the hell? This right. is what like doing? give the dog give the dog back. And he's like, I'm not giving the dog back. And no. so, so they don't know what to do. And now they pretty much know that giving the dog back also is not a solution. It's not right? the answer. I mean, right. yeah, they're not getting out of this. Right. He, he's not going to just go. Oh, okay, thanks. I got my dog back. Right. <laughs> right. And so now they're just in the desert, going. I don't know. I don't know what we do. Right. So they have no idea what to do. They're on the run from the completely <laughs> crazy guy, and they're out in the middle of the for out in the middle of the desert, and right. like really, really the desert, right? Yeah. And so they just sit around trying to finish the screenplay, <laughs> right? And it's right. awesome. It is awesome, especially when they're bouncing ideas off each other over a campfire. And you know, look, I, this film doesn't necessarily have a star. It's not really Colin Farrell's movie, right. you know, nor is it really Sam Rockwell's or Christopher Walken. They they pretty much all have their vignettes and their sharings. But I, I've said that by way just to disagree with myself. This is this is totally Sam Rockwell's movie. Right. I I I know he's better in other performances. You know, you can't necessarily. I don't believe you could hold this up to anything like Moon or anything. But right. when he's when he's taken off the chain and just let to go, uh run around and be his character, he's engaging, humorous, you know, you cringe, you hope you never have anybody like this in your life. Right. You can't wait to have somebody like this in your life. Right. You know, he's truly psychopathic. Like a psychopath but would it, but in a great in a very great way. Yeah, it, like a like a psychopathic friend would never think ahead of putting your phone number and your address in variety saying, right. I want to talk to all psychopaths. Right, like, but right. that's something that a psychopathic friend would do. Right. And he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong. He's like, hey, I'm going to help you, you know. But when he has this moment of finishing the screenplay in the desert, it's it's just ridiculously right. funny. And you have to wonder how much of that is just he just, just made up going, on the right. spot, right? I thought it's so crazy. I thought the moment that Christopher Walken sitting next to Colin Farrell under the stars, watching him do this, and he cracks up at this point where Rockwell is telling the story. I thought that was not staged. I thought Walken was really just losing his shit. Right, like, right. He was just like, right. Man, this because guy's crazy. That was and see now here um that actually like leads right into one of the things that was really kind of a detraction for me because we're now we're on one end and we've got about you know a little over 20 minutes left of the show we're now on the kind of opposite end of the usual weird thing that we do which is usually we say tons of bad stuff about a movie right. one of us does about some movie and then goes well but yeah it was you know, and we give it like a good rating, right. and yet we've been like ripping it apart the whole time. And, and now this one, we're like only saying good, all these great right. things about the movie, and yet ultimately neither one of us liked it all that much. Right. And even I liked it more than you did, you did I, I think. think. Um, and I didn't, you know, love it. I thought right. it was great. And one of the things that I got to make sure that I don't forget is something that I said to you right when we walked out, because I really, even especially thinking about it a little bit more, I really think in three months, I'm going to like this movie a lot more than I do now. We walked out and I was a little down on it. I wasn't like weepy eyed or anything. I was just kind of like, I wasn't jumping around ready to talk about it. And I wasn't like, man, that was a piece of crap. Right. You know, I was just kind of being, I was, and I, and I said, when you asked me, I thought I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to reconcile how to like that film as much as I think I should, 
because of the disappointment I got from not getting the the film the trailer gave me. Right. And you said that well, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. You're like this is the kind of film that I suspect we'd like more in like 4 months when we see it when it comes out on video, we're going right. to watch this again and we're going to have a howl it'll be awesome. Right. You know, but in the moment it it has like this kind of it keeps you at arm's length and it's almost like this kind of sterile feeling like you just is so off balance all the time that it's hard to really give yourself over to it. Right. And when you said that, I'm like, I can totally see, even though I'm giving this, like, this review, I bet when I see it again, knowing what's going to happen and being able to enjoy it more, I bet I'll like it a lot more. Right. And, and, it's, and that makes, and you said, as soon as I, as soon as I said that, you were like, that makes this a really hard film to try to review. Because right. you're not reviewing the potential it has in six months. You're reviewing right. what it did For, right now. Right. It's, and that's yeah. true. When I, when I watch it the tenth time, how right. much will I like it? Or, you know, <laughs> right. whatever. But No, um, that was but, a really cool but, thing. You were the, right. The part that you were talking about, that, like, leads me into, like you're saying, you know, it keeps you off balance. It kind of keeps you at arm's length. There are a lot of moments in the film where, you know, this is a, this is a movie where we're, we're jumping kind of from story to story, in a way, right? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, Tom Waits shows up, then we're flying around with his story for a while, yeah. and then we have to get back to the real world, and so we're kind of moving all around, right. which is fine. Right. Um, but the way that it kind of goes through this little kind of wave almost of like going, we're going to talk about these characters, and it's going to yeah. be, you know, we're trying to get to know the characters, then we want something crazy funny to happen, right. then we want... You know, then we want something sort of like touching moment right. to happen and, and then, then back and forth and, and, and back and, and forth with right. that. It doesn't exactly like really suck you in. And some of the times that it does stuff really well, you go, OK, great. I'm right. I'm, I'm with in. you. Right. And, and you're you know, you're in that Tom Waits story going, oh, man, that was so much fun. I, you know, I'm loving this, especially even. Just the fact that Sam Rockwell lets him in the house and then takes off. <laughs> and just gets and out of there. And then Colin yeah. Farrell's sitting here going, you brought the psychopath right, in my right. house. Somebody yeah. showed up to an ad for psychopaths. And <laughs> right. you're letting him in. And now he's got to sit there and listen to his story. Right. After a few minutes, it turns out that it's a really good story. And he and right. he's going, okay. Right, let's, yeah. Let's all right, story, right? Yeah. But just all this jumping around, it does it, – it keeps you <laughs> off balance. And sometimes, you know, the craziness, like we were saying before, it's, it feels like it's just to be crazy, right. and then it kind of pushes you away mm -hmm. instead of sucking you in, right? And that makes it to where you get certain moments in the film, like when they're out there, and I, I told you about this before, <laughs> I told you about this part when we walked out, there's a part where they're in the tent, mm -hmm. And uh, Christopher Walken and Colin Farrell are laying down next to each other in a tent, being really mad at Sam Rockwell. Right. And uh, actually, Christopher Walken's just kind of like whatever. whatever. But right. Colin Farrell's being really mad at Sam Rockwell, and he's yelling at him, and he's like, "That's just great, yeah. you know." Blah, and they're going off. And during that scene, all I could think about was I was like totally out of the movie right there yeah. one way or another. However, the movie kind of did it to me, but I was really kind of just removed from the movie. And all I could think while that was happening was how awesome must it have been to film that scene? Yeah. Like right. you're Colin Farrell sitting in a tent next to Chris, Christopher Walken <laughs> screaming right. at Sam Rockwell. And, right. and, and it's this, completely ludicrous situation that you get to be filming and you're you know you're like four inches from christopher walken's right. face and he's just waiting laying there in a tent right yeah and he's yeah and he's just like kind of staring back at you it's it's kind of the same as um when sam rockwell's giving his whole end of the movie speech mm -hmm. then you're totally into it right right and that was like really cool and and that gets you to the part where Christopher Walken goes, I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it was like yeah. He's like, okay, the most hilarious yeah. thing that he would Colin say Colin Farrell, that. who clearly this is – and again, this is Colin Farrell's story, even though he doesn't know what story he's going to tell. But he knows that he doesn't want it to be Sam Rockwell's story, which right. is guns and you know nuns with knives and you know all these crazy flaming stories right. and explosions. And he gets to the end of it when Christopher Walken validates it. He just looks over at him with the worst, like, I can't believe you face. 
Right. And then Sam Rockwell's like, so what did you think, Marty? And he's like, you know, that was something. Right. You know, it, was, it, it was. was, it, was right. it was. It was and there. Then, you know? And then it's sort of like we get a really interesting thing about both of their characters in that happening because then, a, you know, a couple minutes later, we see them in the car and it's just yeah. them. And they left. They left uh, Sam Rockwell behind to go get supplies or whatever. Right. And we see them in the car, and they're both going, wow, he's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they're talking about how – they're talking about all the craziness that he's described, like can a person's head blow up or right. yeah. you know, whatever, and they're totally making fun of his thing, right? Yeah. But you kind of back up a little bit, and, and those two characters, you know, Colin Farrell is kind of the guy who will go – yeah, look, you're too crazy, and right. you have to go away, and right. everything. We can't right? be friends anymore. And Christopher Walken is a character yeah. who goes, "I ain't gonna say anything bad about that right. crap that he says." <laughs> I that stupid. I think it was great. Right? right. <laughs> He's yeah. going, you know, don't. I know that story was crazy enough that I'm not going to poke this guy yeah, yeah. with a stick, right, and say that it was garbage. Oh, man. So you just and then uh, fast forward right to when they're in the car. Yep. And you're like, wow, look, they really are both like at the same point, but on different ends of the spectrum of what they're going to do about it right. to Sam Rockwell's face, right. kind of. Yeah. And it was really, really cool. It and cool. it kind of all, that whole, I don't know, that sort of shtick of trying to have these two characters develop themselves in right. reaction to Sam Rockwell. Right. And then we kind of take what the movie's giving us from that and like apply it to the whole end Christopher Walken tape where we're like getting the story yeah. about the you know, we haven't even How gone we, into the Vietnamese right. psychopath. psychopath. The but, Vietnamese psychopath is the only one, I think, I guess, who's who's actually like made up, right? He's the only like he's a made up yeah, story. He's that the only one. He's the one that uh, Colin Farrell just was thinking of having yeah. some kind of he idea. He loved the visual of a monk. And he just wanted the idea of a Vietnamese guy wearing a, a priest's priest uniform yeah. just because he thought that looked neat. Right, with a snub Holding a snub-nosed 44. Right. And then what how, do do we, how do we get somewhere right. from there? He's right. the psychopath, and we keep running through... He's Options. he's got a little ways of where he thinks that's going to go with right. this whole there's a bombing thing or something like that. Yeah. But he has no idea what to do with it, and it's the only story that he really has to make up. Right. So right. now he has to actually create something. And so at the very end of the movie, Christopher Walken gives him the story. Right. Well, how he thinks it would be best. And, you know, yeah. here's here's how this could go. Especially because Christopher Walken is all about Colin Farrell's idea right. of how his movie about psychopaths will ultimately be this whole somehow about love and yep. redemption and all the human things. condition yep. and, and everything like that. So Christopher Walken record is they're out in the desert. Yeah. He's walking around with his tape recorder and he <laughs> comes up with the ending of that guy's story. That's awesome. And what an awesome story it yeah. is too. Yeah. And, and you know, then I don't know, then <laughs> hilarity and some more. Ensues. All right. Well, uh, not like what you said, this is kind of the antithesis of the show that we normally do. We got about a little, little more than 10 minutes. So this is why the movie doesn't work for me. <clears throat> there are tons of great scenes, but no cohesion for the scenes. The, the, the distance between those moments sometimes is, you know, very labored. Sometimes it's very clumsy. Sometimes it works. It's not that every single break between those long um, stories and those interesting characters doesn't work. Sometimes it does, but more often than not, it felt really disjointed. Um, for me, looking back on it, thinking about like how the film was set up, it was almost like this. It, it, it almost didn't seem like it was from the same guy who had done other successful work before. It felt like this guy's first attempt at paying homage to the guy who got him involved in film, which was Quentin Tarantino. Right. It's very easy to throw everything back to Hitchcock, Spielberg, Tarantino, you know, and it's very simple to always say that kind of thing. But from the very beginning, from like what you described, which you have two hitmen arguing over the ridiculous impossibility, simplicity of shooting someone through the eye socket. Right. This is this is total Tarantino. You've got two guys, whether it's Vincent Vega, you know, right. and, whether you whether you have guys, the film almost seemed to want to be. I told you the the concoction I thought it was going to be from the preview, but it seems like it wants to be 
a little bit more goofier than True Romance, which I know Tarantino wrote but didn't direct. Um, but also still in that same vein of you got bad guys who are crazy, <clears throat> you got good guys who are crazy. Right. You know, everybody's kind of off centered, but they're all kooky and they're they're memorable, and you want to see their exploits, but you don't know if you were a person right. in their world, you would want them in your life. <laughs> and you and you have a big a big spectrum of bad guys. And you have they're, this, right, they're bad guys, scale. but are they really that bad? Right, right. And then there are hugely bad guys. And there yeah. there are just all these things that seem very and I won't say Tarantino esque because they're not the beginning certainly is but it seems like a love letter to that kind of film that that kind of filmmaking and when when things are working things are very interesting they're not always super funny i would argue that the movie isn't as hilarious as the trailer makes it out to be no it, not really it, not even close and the and the trailer looked like it was going to be ridiculously funny right almost like they, they've got all the funny parts yeah, all of them in, are almost in, in the trailer, in the trailer you know and, and then, there are there are a couple of funny things but they're really just like there are some real gruesome things that the audience we were with they were laughing because of just how gratuitously gruesome they were right and this to, is tom Waits' story so I, I have to say too the the whole crowd it was not an empty theater and right they were all laughing at a lot of stuff that i didn't understand why they were laughing yeah at. and it wasn't just like one person it no was it like, was there was pe- there people, was a scattering people were of laughing, laughter there, yeah. and i was going how i didn't think that why was is that great. funny right. yeah i don't know anyway well it's just there there's enough of these things where just when the film seems to hit a rhythm and the cohesion is all there the characters are fine the story's working it just does what you said earlier. It just tries to do something new just for the sake of being kooky or odd or to throw you off balance. And then you have to kind of like regroup and start all over again. Right. And it didn't sit well with me. Um, it just seemed like at times it was trying too hard to get out of its own way from the success it had already created and put forth as momentum. And it didn't even see that it was derailing itself. Right. But then it was surprising equally as to how fast it could get back because the characters were doing so well with what they had and what they were providing. And when there are vignettes of these different stories that are happening, you give yourself right back to it. Right. And it was just a very – I guess it, was, it wasn't it was super tiring, but it was a little tiresome right. to be constantly in it, this moment was, of give and then i got to reset. Now I'll give you again and i got to reset again. And, <clears throat> and it was that kind of – if it had just been more cohesive – this would have been an incredibly stellar film right? because the actors are all doing great. And, you know, again, I kind of – Colin Farrell's fine in it, but I don't think that – I think there could have been a lot of people playing Colin Farrell. Right. He does he – But does nobody not... could have done Christopher Walken. Nobody could have done Sam Rockwell. I know – um, Not many people. Could I know have done Mickey Sam Rourke. Rockwell for I know sure, Mickey but... Rourke was supposed to be Woody Harrelson's character, and just they right. didn't get along. And then Woody came in, and I'm kind of glad he did. Not a slight against Mickey Rourke, but that's just because Woody Harrelson's super talented. Right. But I just kind of felt like this was more or less Sam Rockwell's film. I'm actually not sure. I mean, I, you know, I got nothing really against Mick, Mickey Rourke either, but I don't yeah. know that he could have pulled this character. I don't think he could have in the way that we not in the get subtle way. Yeah. And because, you know, there is all of these characters, which is one of the things that I impresses me about the movie. And and when we're getting to how much we like it, how much we don't like it, um, I actually kind of appreciate the movie. Yeah. Even, you know, if that were my rating, you right. know, that would even be a little higher rating because there are so many like things I that agree. are very hard to do that the movie yeah. manages to do. And it's. Whether it's the writing or the various people acting, yeah. there are a lot of things that, um, you know, like Sam Rockwell, I, I think uh, Woody Harrelson is in the same boat. But like Sam Rockwell, if he doesn't do that character the right way, you don't care at all. And and, right. and you start really hating him. And he can be the crazy guy who, you know, if he's just the wrong side of kind of being more irritating than – likable right. or something, you know, then the whole movie is just like, right, it's and why yeah. doesn't someone shoot him or right. something? Right? I mean, hooray. Yeah, right. right. But it, yeah. it can just get weird and he'll be a lot harder to watch. And I think you've got the same thing with Woody Harrelson's character. Yeah. If he's not the right kind of crazy, the right balance. then he's yeah. sort of in the wrong movie. Yep. I mean, because this is not the movie where you have, you know, really someone who is right you know, tremendously evil and, yeah, and right. you don't want to connect with him either. Right. So if you sell that the wrong way, yeah. and I don't know about Mickey Rourke, 
Yeah, I don't know. Pulling off the more likable right. aspects of even you know yeah. even the person that is the worst that we're really supposed to dislike the most, he's got to still be likable too. Right. And not that that's true in every movie. No, but, no. But, but in this, he's just know, a guy who wants his dog back. <laughs> I know. Like ultimately, and, and he just and has just more turns, resources. That it are just turns sinister. out right yeah. that he's you no. Know, you're right. More I don't used think to killing people. I don't. Th- I mean, Mickey right. Rourke apparently walks around. You see images of him, you know, going to premieres or whatever, and he's he's Mickey Rourke, but he's always got like this little dog with him. Maybe that was what they thought. I oh, I, right. I don't know, he, but yeah, I just know. I, know I, I, just, I don't. It would have been a different movie. Yeah, I think for sure. I agree. Um, but yeah, so we're getting we're getting close uh, to the end on time, and you know, just yeah. to throw out like the devil's advocate thing here, real yeah. quick, I think that the things you're complaining about, yeah, I and, and not that I even disagree with you, but I think that the story from the other side of that would be that those that's on purpose, and yeah, that, that that's the way that it's supposed to be, yeah, and. I can kind of see that, yeah. except I just don't think uh, – I kind of agree with you that it doesn't do what you think it's going to do, I think. Yeah. I, I don't think it's – I don't think it has this disjointed, strange feel to it that in any other movie we would go, look how right how messed up this is. I don't think it has that because it's uh, – you know, not smart enough to not have them, or right. or everything's messed up. I think it's on purpose. Yeah, I do too. And it just doesn't quite deliver exactly yeah. the way I think people making the movie thought it would. Right. And although you know, it's it's still pretty close. It's 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 a very it strange. It's a very strange movie because is, I like it so much, and I kind of don't like it that right. much, and I can appreciate these things. And about that goes it. so well with what you said, which is it comes so close to this, and I wonder with a little bit of distance, and then with a rewatch of it, you know, in a few months, it right. will probably that will be the new position, which will be like, okay, you know, now it's a little more right. comfortable, it's a little easier to take, and. I just now it's probably funnier. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. who knows? Um anyway, so we should we should probably wrap up. I don't know um did we get to a, a answer on what's next week? I don't know if we know what's next week. We haven't week. figured it out wholly yet. I I hope that it's not paranormal activity for. There's nothing that's, there's nothing I mean, huge We'll though. go see it if that's what you want to do. Yeah, um, no, not really. It, I don't even think that Bangor is going to get a ton of different we, things. We may I mean, be up for something maybe, else that's already look, out. Or something. Maybe, maybe what we should do, like what you said in the beginning, if if Taken Two is overtaking, God, that's going to be really hard to say faster. If it's we doing can, better than Argo, maybe we should do that. Yeah, just we, we just go case. back to I mean, that. Sure. There doesn't seem to be much opening other than Paranormal Activity Four and Alex Cross. Right. And, and I, I think we're I both no pretty real interested in either yeah. of them. Yeah. So, I, I don't know that anybody is dying to hear an hour's worth of review on them either. Either. So maybe we'll do but, something that's already out. Right. Yeah. Taken two might might not be bad either. So um, to 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 wrap to wrap up. I still hear to, electric to boogaloo. Up, I don't. I can't yeah. get that out of my head. Oh my god! It's so horrible. I'm pretty much. Uh, last night, I think I was. I was pretty solidly like three, and I think I'm still pretty much there. Yeah. I I feel like I want to be three and a half, yeah, but I just don't know if I can do it, you know. Yeah. And and it's one of those things like, you know, next year I probably will think right. of it as three and a half or something. Right. But it's it's just it's kind of right. It would be a fun just above middleish. So right. it's like yeah, it's like three stars. A little bu- it's a little better than average for you. Right. So. That would be a fun show to do at some point to maybe uh, go back and, you know, how they sometimes do these shows where they re recast the Oscars. Like 10 years ago, should this film really have right. won now that you know all that you know about the film? Right. Um, it might be fun to, to do a few other films after we've done it. Um, this this film for me was totally average. It's two and a half stars. You know, when we walked out, I was a little disappointed. I was like, I can see it being two, maybe two and a half if I talk myself into it. Right. There are a lot of funny moments in it, you know, right. the nagging, aggravating things that get in the way. They're not enough to make it like horrible movie. It's just this is this was a great premise, a really fun idea with a lot of great talent, and it just got in its own way sometimes. Right, so it and just made it average. A lot of a lot of what pulls me down about the movie, which is weird, is just knowing that there is this better. There was something. That's what you said. Better too. version. You said there's of a it. great film in this. Right, yeah. and and yeah. it's got all the parts. But this is a movie where it, you know it's like 
the whole is less than yeah. the sum of the parts or something. Yeah. Because there are a lot of good parts that I love, even, that we're I thought that were far, great. Yeah. We're but, not that far apart. You know, right. two and a half, three, three and a half. You know, right. that's pretty much where it is. Somewhere in there. And yet, I still kind of recommend people go see it because it's crazy I would like fun to see, time, Right. I would know? like to see people go see it just to almost hear their reaction to stuff and, right. and to see what they had to say. All right. So we will not go over, I think, today. Uh, there's no real reason to do it. And we're just yeah. about out of time. So um, this I, is like I, a professional I think wrap. taking two next yeah. week. And uh, be sure to check out Argo if right. you haven't already. And we will see you next week. Bye. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with a spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.